Good morning, and welcome to the Crisis to Comfort podcast. I'm your host, Katie Mickelson, and today we are going to be talking about talking. Today is day four of our Better Manage Your Mental Health series, where we break down my three tips to better managing mental health. The first tip is to start with the basics, which is sleep, nutrition, and physical activity. Yesterday concluded the first tip, and today we are diving into the second tip, which is talk to someone. And our third tip is to practice what you know. The inspirational quote of the day today is, A best friend is someone who you can talk to, who won't judge you, who loves you for you, and most of all, makes you feel like you are worth something. When we're struggling with our mental health or just battling some sort of internal conflict, talking to somebody can help you sort out the problem. It can open your eyes to see the situation more clearly. It might help you look at the problem in a new way. It can release built-up tension, and you might even discover that you're not alone. However, when we hold in those thoughts and negative feelings and we don't express ourselves, that pent-up tension can come out in embarrassing or even inappropriate bursts. It can also affect our mental health and it can even eat you from the inside out. It can sometimes feel hard to find somebody to talk to, but you want to make sure that it's somebody that you trust. So when considering the person, make a list of pros and cons of not telling them, right? So if I don't tell them, our relationship will not be affected in any way, shape, or form. That could be a pro. If I don't tell them, our relationship could deteriorate over time because this thing is something I'm struggling with. That might be a con. And so you really have to weigh those and figure out if it's worth it. You also need to ask yourself, can they offer me emotional support? Can they be understanding? And can they listen to me? If they can't do any of these things, they might not be somebody who you can confide in. There are also many support groups, and support groups can be beneficial because, you know, if you're struggling with alcoholism, you find a support group and you talk to them, and it's a group of people who are all going through or have experienced the same thing. And so it's nice because it can kind of open your mind, and it can also help you realize that you're not alone. There are other people who struggle with these things. Finding a therapist can be expensive, but also can be beneficial because these people are trained professionals. They know your mental illness the best, and they're going to be able to give you the best feedback and resources and information and ways to move forward and find comfort. You can also talk to your doctor. That's kind of where I started because I was struggling so bad with my mental health and my anxiety that I didn't really know where to start, and so I actually found a doctor who had similar beliefs as me. I didn't want to have to rely on modern medicine, and I wanted to be able to find a more natural approach, and so, you know, it was nice to be able to talk to her, and she actually made me realize that I'm not alone. Other people feel the same feelings that I do, and it's okay to get help, and so my doctor was a huge part 
of my mental health journey in becoming better. Another person who you might consider talking to is somebody at work. If you're struggling at work with your mental health and you're finding that it affects the way that you work, it can be helpful to confide in somebody at work. If you want a real difference to be made, talk to somebody who might be your superior, maybe a manager or the owner of your business. Make sure that you trust them and also weigh out the pros and cons of telling them. It might make your job easier. You have civil rights to accommodations, and so it's important to look up those two and see what applies, but the business owner or your manager should really help you and empower you to be the best that you can be at your job. You want to consider the cons though as well. You know, maybe your coworkers are going to treat you differently and that's going to affect your job even more. But I can't stress this enough that you have civil rights to accommodations. Please look up that information and do a little bit of research for your individual experience and figure out what you can do to make your life at work better. So how do we talk to somebody about our feelings? We can talk about talking to them. This is an important step because you can pull aside that person you want to talk to and say something like, you know, I trust you. I am struggling with something and I would love to be able to share that with you in a judgment-free zone and get your feedback and maybe even see if you have any tips that can help me. And then set up a time to talk to them or maybe you do it right then and there if they agree. It's important to give examples. Maybe you tell them, you know, I am concerned because I'm having trouble sleeping. I think there's something wrong with me. Or if it's at work, maybe as an example, you know, I am getting short with customers. I don't know why this is happening. I feel like there might be something wrong. Can I talk to you and can you provide feedback for me? It's important to ask them straight up, can you offer me emotional support? Can you be understanding? Can you listen to really listen? And if you ask them these things and they respond no, then you can even ask them, is there somebody else who can help me? And maybe they have a friend or a work colleague who can help you. If they agree to talk to you and it's a good match and you tell them what's going on, and they understand and are empathetic, then I would advise you to suggest ways that they can support you. Maybe you say, you know, when I'm getting short with customers, can you please step in and help me? Or maybe when you go out with your friends, you get social anxiety and maybe you're at a club or a bar and there's just too much going on. Let them know like, hey, if I'm feeling this way, can we just like step outside and get some fresh air? Will you come with me? And then they'll know too that when they're in that situation and you're like, hey, do you want to go outside for a minute? They're going to realize, oh, she's having social anxiety and I should go with her and be a shoulder to lean on. When you're talking to somebody, you want to find somewhere that's comfortable. If it's very personal information that you're sharing with them, you might not want to be in a public place. You might want to be in the comfort of your home or your car or somewhere that you don't feel like there's extra ears listening in. 
if you don't know how to say what you want to, it can be beneficial to write that down. You could write somebody a letter or you might even just make a list of the things that you want to talk about. I know for me, sometimes I have all these questions and then I get into the conversation and I can't remember what it was I wanted to ask. So at least making a list can be helpful so that you cover everything you wanted to cover. Take your time confiding in others. Maybe the topic that you're discussing is something that has to be covered in multiple conversations and you can't just wrap it all up in one. Also, don't feel pressure to answer or share everything. If somebody has a question for you that you are just not comfortable or ready or even understand how to answer yet, let them know, you know, I'm not sure. I can get back to you. Uh, Maybe let's talk about this next time. I'm not quite ready to discuss it. When you suggest ways for your loved one to help you, it can also be beneficial to tell them what they should not do. Maybe you're getting ready for that conversation and you're feeling a little bit embarrassed or ashamed. Let them know, hey, I'm feeling embarrassed. Can you please not make any jokes or laugh at me? Setting those boundaries and being open about your expectations can help the conversation go in a better way. It can also help to not make a big deal out of it. If it's something that you don't want to be blown out of proportion, just say, hey, you know, I'm kind of struggling with my mental health. Um, It's no big deal. Maybe we can talk about it. And they're going to probably think, yeah, definitely. But if you're like, I am struggling, all these things are really bad, I'm freaking out, and negative, 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 (laughs) the world is ending, It's going to feel more extreme to that person and it's probably going to make it feel more extreme to you as well. It can be helpful to create a positive out of a negative situation. So think about and discuss what good has came from that. Personally, I was really struggling with my anxiety. I've talked about this before, but I had severe chest pain, which was limiting me from doing a lot of the things that I like to do and I was starting to become depressed. And so, you know, a good thing that came from that was that I was able to realize that there was something wrong and I started to make steps in finding a solution. And also, don't let a bad experience stop you. Maybe you confide in somebody who says that they can offer emotional support, be understanding, and that they can listen to you. And eventually they don't. Actions speak louder than words, and so maybe you ask them to help you in a certain way, and they don't. They do the opposite. Don't let that bad experience stop you from talking to somebody else. Maybe the next person you talk to is a bad experience too, and the next person's a bad experience too. I promise eventually you will find somebody who can offer emotional support, be understanding, and listen. And it will become a good experience and you're going to thrive and benefit from that. Okay, so maybe you're here to help a friend and you don't necessarily have something that you feel that you need to talk to. I want to share with you some ways that you can help. So it's important to listen and to actually listen. Make sure that you don't have any distractions. Put your cell phone away. There's nothing worse than talking to somebody and you can tell that they're not listening because they're distracted by their phone. Don't judge the person that's talking to you 
and ask questions and be interested. Make sure that person feels like you care. It's important to be reassuring. You can say something like, I'm really glad you told me this. You need to, you need to validate them. Say things like, it's okay to feel like that. And let them know that they aren't alone. You can share a personal story about a time that you have felt that way. And remember that you don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes people might not even be looking for answers. They might just need to talk. It's always important to encourage the person you're listening to to talk to a professional. Especially if you feel like it's too much for you to handle. You can share resources and helplines. So maybe you get a pamphlet of information about depression and you offer it to your friend who is experiencing depression. Tell them the things that keep you from feeling sad and try to do those things with them too. You know, maybe the gym is something that makes you feel good. Say, hey, let's go to the gym together tomorrow. They might find that that is a good way for them to have a release and also you know, we talked yesterday about how the gym can be a social place. Maybe over time you learn more about their situation and you open up to them about your situation and then you become each other's confidant. And remember that whatever somebody else is struggling with is not all on you. You have to take time to care for yourself, get support for yourself. You can say no if you're struggling. You have to set boundaries for yourself as well. If you have built a trusting relationship with the person that you're listening to or that you're confiding in, they're going to understand when you set boundaries. They're not going to be upset about that. And lastly, I want to talk about the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. There are so many resources out there for us, different helplines that we can use as a resource when we need it. So the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is a 24-hour support lifeline um, that's free and confidential, and there are trained professionals who are working at this at this line. And the great thing about it is that it is national, and so wherever you're at, you can dial 988 to receive help. You can also text 988 if you're not comfortable talking on the phone and chat with somebody that way as well. There are things called warm lines, which I never knew about until recently, and I think it's so awesome. It's just a volunteer line that anybody can call whenever they just feel the need to talk. You know, maybe they aren't experiencing crisis, but they don't really have anybody in their lives who they feel like they can talk to. They can find the warm line that's available to them in their state by going to NAMI.org. That is N-A-M-I.org. And when you go there, you can just click get help. And then on the left-hand side of the web browser, you'll find one that says warm line directory. And there you can find the state that you live in and the lines that are available to you. So let's talk about the comfort question of the day. Grab your journal, get your favorite thing to write with, make yourself comfy, and let's journal. Today's comfort question is more of a statement. We're going to make a list. Make a list of the people you love and trust. And once you've made that list, I want you to ask yourself, can this person offer emotional support? If that's a no, 
cross them off your list. And then go down to the next person and ask, can they offer emotional support? And if it's a yes, then ask, can they be understanding? And if that's a yes, then ask, can they listen? And if that's a yes, then you have found a perfect person to talk to. And I want you to do this with each person on your list until you find, you know, two or three people who you think that you can talk to if you ever find yourself in crisis. Even if you don't need somebody to talk to, it's important to figure out who you know that you can talk to and trust just in case anything ever happens and you need them. If you need an example of this comfort question and how you might set it up in your journal, you can go to our Facebook group, The Crisis to Comfort Community. I post every comfort question every day in there just so you can see it. We've talked about learning before and sometimes just listening isn't enough and it can help to visualize that as well. And so head over to that group, request to be in it. I will accept you and then you'll be able to see every single one of our comfort questions. Lastly, as we end every podcast, I'm going to leave you with a few daily affirmations. So head to the mirror, look at yourself and speak to yourself with love and intent. And repeat after me. Today is going to be a great day. I will control my emotions. I am honest with my feelings. I can express my emotions. My feelings are valid. I listen to understand. I make people feel comfortable. I am happy to have relationships I know I can trust. Today is going to be a great day. Don't forget to follow Crisis to Comfort on Instagram and join our Facebook group at the Crisis to Comfort community. If you or a loved one are experiencing crisis, text or call 988 for help.